Welcome to Life Unedited. This is your lifestyle guide to living a life that aligns solely with you. I am your host, Tabitha Sweeney, a coach and inspirational speaker who is all about authenticity, friendly sass, and helping you unlock your best self. What's up, you guys? How we doing? We doing good? Man, I am, I have a lot of emotions and feelings today. And I, I'm not really sure where this is going to go. So we're just going to kind of, you know, see where it takes us. Because I feel like I have so many things I want to talk about and so many things I want to tell you. And the logical part of my brain is like, Tab, this doesn't all go together. So let's just see. But let's start with the idea, and this has come up probably three or four times this week, and it's only Wednesday, and it's the idea of fallout when you act in your own best interest. And I really want to settle in on this for a minute because you know what? This very recently, this has happened to me more so many times in my life. So many, so many times. And most recently, it has happened within the past two weeks. And it was something I had to get okay with. And it's hard. But I want to make sure that I point out the nuance. There is a difference between getting up and setting out to destroy someone or something that they have built versus there is collateral damage from doing something that is in the best interest of yourself. And it's a slight nuance, but it's there. And I was raised where you always had to look at the ripple and you always had to act in the best interest of the ripple, right? That's how I was raised. It's only within the past two years that I have really started looking at the epicenter and doing what's best for me because I'm the epicenter of the ripple, right? And there was definitive fallout for certain people on my decision to move to Pittsburgh. And it would be really, really easy for me to convince myself that I shouldn't go until there will be no fallout. That I need to honor everything I previously said, stated, felt, committed to. And In a previous life, I would have. I absolutely would have. But right now, let me tell you, right now, it's my turn. 
And that's not being selfish because here's the thing I want to make sure that I highlight. At the end of the day, the only person that you have to worry about not disappointing is you. No one else. Some of us, especially if you're an empath, especially if you're a female, especially if you were raised in specific religious cultures, we've been made to believe that our desires, needs, feelings should come after everyone else's. And I I get where it started. And I, I get the sentiment behind it. But at the end of the day, the only person I have to depend on is me. And the only person that I have to not disappoint is me. So I've spent years upon years upon years upon years as a people pleaser. Now I consider myself to be a recovering people pleaser. In fact, it's very recent that I didn't even realize how long I had been searching for my parents' approval until recently. And you know what's sad is I don't have parents who like withheld their love or withheld telling me that they were proud. Like that was never a problem. Like it wasn't like I was seeking their approval because they didn't tell me. But I always felt like I was coming in second to my brother. He is three and a half years younger than me. And we could not be farther apart and different on this on the spectrum. Okay. Like I am your creative. I am your free thinker. I am your super impulsive adventurer. Take a chance. I will gamble on anything unless it has to do with money. I don't gamble with money, okay? Because I would so much rather, like, go buy a new bag than, like, lose my money. But other than that, like, you want to you wanna gamble whether or not we're going to make it up this hill that we're scaling? No problem. Let's gamble on that. Yeah. My brother plays it safe. He has played it safe his whole life. He is extremely logical. He is, he doesn't believe in in the intuitive base. His answers, he finds his answers using statistics and numbers and data. That's not how I find answers. That's not how I do anything. He's had one girlfriend. They started dating in high school and they have been married for eight or nine years now. They've, I mean, so they've been together for 
good grief, they've been together a lot of years. It's, his, it's the only girlfriend he's ever had. He's never experienced heartbreak. He's never had to really climb the mountain. He's never slipped and fallen. He's never had the rug pulled out from under him. He's never had the earth like split and swallow him whole. It's never happened. And that's okay. I'm sure that's okay, right? But it makes it hard. Because I've been the child that has needed help and support. I am the one who has to process things. I have to speak it in order to process it. And I have to talk it out until the person is like, oh, say it again and I'm going to hit you, right? You know what I'm talking about? Like my brother processes things internally, quietly to himself. He doesn't, Um, what's the word? Like he he doesn't because it's not usually that I'm even looking for someone to solve my problems all the time but or I'm not even always looking for their opinion but it's I have to say it to someone to get myself to the point I need to get to and so I have since I've got a couple friends who I do this with one of them is um my sweet friend down in Carolina and you know it's funny because he was the one who pointed it out to me that I do it and I would, I'll leave voice notes and I'm like talking my way through the whole thing. And he will let me go, not trying to solve it, not trying to ask, to put an opinion, not nothing until I get, and he'll be like, you're almost there. And then when I get where I need to be, to, it makes sense. It clicks. It processed. Now I can let it go because now I have the answer I'm looking for. My, like my brother doesn't do it that way. Right. My brother is very put together. He doesn't lose his temper. He's super patient. And then there's me. Patience, not a word that's ever been used to describe me. Not once. Nope, nope, nope. We could not be farther apart on the spectrum. And so even though my parents always told me they were proud, I never felt like I lived up to the standard that my brother was able to set, which is, I always felt like fucked up anyways, because I'm the older child, like I should have set the standard. And it's funny because as much as I've always believed in me, as long as I've always known what I'm capable of, and nobody holds me to a higher standard than I hold me to, I don't necessarily, I didn't always necessarily believe that the rest of my family believed what I believed about me. Like I didn't believe that they expected me to be super successful or to do all of these things because I was always the hothead. I was always this. And in as the type A and as the impulsive and as the ADHD, It was kind of just expected of me. Like, no, I felt like nobody really ever took it seriously, took me seriously. And I realized this weekend 
how much I was, I have been seeking their approval and for how many years, how many years. Now, here's the thing. I've done a lot of really good things. I've accomplished a lot of really good things, but I have not accomplished the things that I feel like I need to at this point. And my decision to move to Pittsburgh came solely on my own for me. Okay. 100% for me. And it was the most. trying to think of how to say it. It was the most personal fallout I've ever received. There was professional fallout that I am so thankful was not so much worse um, because I'm dealing with a very healed soul who I love so dearly. And there is just there has been a lot of um what's the word enlightenment over the past week or two? A lot of feelings and a lot of emotions and a lot of realizations and a lot of trying to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. But then I stand there and I'm like, you know what? All the king's horses and all the king's men, they couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. But they, they kept trying. And sometimes I think that because we're so worried about getting someone's approval and we're so worried about what the fallout could be and honoring our commitment and not being flaky and not being these things that what happens is we don't honor ourselves. And we get so worried about seeking their approval that we stop seeking our own approval. Does that make sense? Here's one of the most important lessons, though. The most beautiful masterpieces have been created from broken glass.
sometimes it all has to fall apart. And if we are so caught up in not allowing that to happen, we are preventing the next stained glass masterpiece from being created. So, for instance, there has become a whole lot of hoopla all around my lease. And basically, it had, it has broken down in ways I never could have predicted. And now I'm sitting here. I started off trying to protect everything and everybody, right? And now I'm like, oh, this is like out of, now it's out of my hands and it's, there's nothing I can do about it. And I, I feel guilty and I feel bad. But what if, what if what we don't know is that by me doing what's best for me and breaking apart this lease and moving all the pieces, what if this is the miracle grow that Chelsea actually needs to take? the stretch business to the next level? What if it was never meant to be here? When you actually think about it, like the amount of power that I actually think that I am holding, it's comical. Because if it wasn't for me doing this, it's going to come through in some other way, shape, or form, right? Like the universe always gets what she wants. And the universe has been – she likes to tease. She plays, she plays these games. Where like, you think she's on your side again, and then she's like, ha, just kidding. But you guys, I believe wholeheartedly that right before we fully level up, right before we fully take on that next level where we get everything we've been manifesting, everything we've been working for, she gives us another test. And my test started on July 16th, and it's been running through. And that's how prevalent that test was, because I know the exact date. And it started, and I passed the first, and it's like a final exam worth like all these chapters, right? So I passed the first one. 
And then I decided, I officially made the decision that I was leaving. And as soon as I decided that, I had clarity in my business I've never had before. I have been struggling for years and I couldn't see it. I could not see it. I couldn't get there. I made the decision to leave to leave Buffalo, to go to Pittsburgh, and that clarity came in. I mean, we're talking like hard. The website is done, officially done. For the first time in six years, I feel so at ease and peaceful about it. The universe is getting ready to rocket launch me. And whenever that happens, there will be fallout for those who are not on the rocket. Does that make sense? But here's the thing. They were invited. It was their decision not to come. And by they were invited, I mean with self-growth, right? I mean with doing the steps, with, with get, getting the enlightenment, with being on the same path. Getting in tune with the universe. In tune with your intuition. Knowing full out who you are. And being able to stand in that identity and not waver. Not needing anyone else's approval. Not needing anyone else's permission. Just being you. I don't know what's coming next. I know I'm being guided by the universe, but I don't know what's coming. Here's what I do know. Faith and fear are essentially the same thing. You have to pick one or the other. You can't have both. You have to either pick faith or fear. And essentially, they're the same thing. So here's the deal. In both instances, we can't see the end result. We cannot see the answer. We have no idea what is going to happen. But faith, faith, will push us forward. It will push us harder into the unknown. It will tell us to go. Because it will tell you that the universe has your back. God has your back. Whatever it is that you believe. Intuition. You have everything that you need inside you and you are strong enough to do this. 
Take a chance and bet on you. Fear? Fear is a protection mechanism. Fear's job is to keep you safe. Or your brain's job is to keep you safe. I should say it like that. Your brain's job is to keep you safe. Your brain keeps you safe by instilling fear. Fear's job is to keep you exactly where you are. That's the job of fear. Again, you don't know what's coming. Just because it always was safe doesn't mean it always will be safe. It doesn't allow you to pursue new things. It keeps you really comfortable and complacent. And for some people, for a lot of people, that's more than enough. And that's okay. And they're happy with that. That's great. But I'm going to choose faith. And ironically, as my mom and I were having a conversation, And I'm, I'm realizing that as I'm putting more and more of myself out there and I'm getting more and more transparent and I'm embracing more and more who I am, that I'm realizing that I am, there are a lot of people who are not going to resonate with the things I say. And so as I go deeper and deeper into my intuitive roots, I realize that to some people I'm going to sound crazy. And that's okay. That's okay. But here's what I want to say. So after two very, very, very long weeks of fighting and things being extremely tense, my mom and I were sitting on the couch and we were trying again to have another conversation. And in this conversation, we are going back and forth and back and forth. And, and I'm saying, I just need to go. And she's saying, but can't you go next year? And I'm like, no. And as we're going back and forth and we're talking and we're talking, I said to her, I don't understand. You are so religious and you take the Bible as an exact science. And when God called Abraham to sacrifice his son, and Abraham put his son on the altar and raised his sword, God called out and said, stop, I just needed to know that you were willing. I needed to know what you were willing to do for me. And you believe that story. And she was nodding along. And I said, and my whole life you've told me to turn it over to God. And she's nodding along. And I'm like, but you can't turn this over. And she shook her head. Okay. I said, I am going on blind faith. 
because it's that's how right it feels down into my bones. That's how right this decision feels. And she said, well, I just believe, though, that God wants us to have some sort of a plan and some of the logistics worked out ourselves. And I looked up at her. And I said, but that is you making an assumption that it's not God or the universe telling me it's time to go. Because that is truly how I feel. I feel as though I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for the right answer to come in, to know what my next assignment is, to know where I'm supposed to be, to, have, to make it all the way through boot camp and get fully prepared. And I feel like I opened the envelope with the papers and it's like, this is where you're going next. And it was definitive. And I mean, I mean, that was like, it was so deep in my bones. I know this is what I'm supposed to do. <sighs> Guys, you want to talk about heavy. But the only way we're ever going to get to that Point, the only way that we can get clear enough to listen to the messaging that the universe is giving us to feel which direction she is pushing us is by solely moving in the best interest of ourselves. Because if I'm making all of my decisions based on what I think someone else needs, wants, says, guess what? I'm not acting in my own best interest. The universe can't tell me what to do because the universe is like, well, you're not even going to know I'm nudging you because you're not even worried about yourself. You're never going to get to where you're supposed to go. And that's the point of today's whole entire message. You will never get to where you are meant to go if you are not always acting in your own best interest. If you are not the most important person in your life, if you don't care about you, you're just going to go in one tiny little circle chasing your own tail. That's all I got today, guys. I want to know if this resonates. And if you've ever been nudged by the universe, if you've ever had that calling, if you've ever just known so deep in your core, I want to hear your story. I want you to tell me about it go into the poll or into the question and answers and tell me, tell me your experience. Tell me what 
the last thing you did that was just strictly driven by the universe and and you knew it with certainty that it was alignment. On that note, you guys, go out and sparkle today. <laughs>